we just can't give it up. We just have to talk about liar, liar, pants on fire. Lies, lies, and more lies. So we listened to Glennon Doyle's podcast. You we can, can do hard things. We listened to it this morning where they were sister, sissy, Glennon and Abby were talking about lies versus truths. I, don't, I, I didn't hear the whole entire episode. No. But. We were getting ready. We just wanted something to listen to. Yeah, but I do, I do just want to say, Abby, I, I think Abby's super Super smart and very genuine. So, Glennon, Glennon. Um, I can't help it. Abby's my fave. <laughs> no, I just think she's funny. And like some of the things that she comes off with on the podcast are what I'm thinking. And so it's just like, you know, just kind of breaks up the convo a little bit, cracks me up. When they were talking, I think you can realize that we all lie and we all lie a lot. In my book, there's actually a whole section on lies and how how much they are a part of our life. And in the last episode, we were talking about a little bit about lying and how one of my exes would always had lied to me for like 10 years about smoking cigarettes and then made me feel like I was crazy. One, because I couldn't. Because I was asking if, if he was smoking, and he was, but he was telling me he wasn't. And two, because I thought I was smelling it. I can smell stuff. And I swear I thought I was going crazy because I kept smelling cigarettes, but nobody smokes. <laughs> and that and Glennon's podcast and my book, all of it, I was just thinking about lying Hi, I'm Casey, and right here beside me is Kelsey. We are licensed professional counselors, mothers, entrepreneurs, oh, and besties. We know firsthand what it's like to wake up one day and think, how in the heck did I wind up here? Through our own journeys of self-discovery, we found that joy is something that has to be pursued through internal work. Now we are on a mission to help women from all walks of life understand themselves more so they can have real lasting joy. Join us every Thursday to hear fun and insightful interviews with experts who can point you toward self-discovery and fulfillment. Sometimes I get myself in these predicaments where I actually make a very conscious choice. Am I going to lie (laughs) (laughs) or am I going to just tell the truth? I really do weigh all the options in my head. And then make a choice of whether I'm going to lie or I'm not. Mm, Interesting. I'm thinking in my head right now of like, you know, why I lie Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, or instances where I have lied. Something I always wish is that I was a really good storyteller and I'm not. But I realize that the people that are really good storytellers are liars. Like me? Yeah. I mean, you. I don't know that you lie, but like an embellishment of the truth. It is a lie. Well, going back to the whole smoking thing, so my ex likes to tell me that I lie all the time. But it's really funny because he <laughs> he always used to say that Casey does not lie. And like that was just I'm just always going to tell you the truth. And then but then when you came along, then I suddenly became this compulsive liar. And Why? Well, I, apparently you made me into a liar. I don't know. I guess I'd been lying about our relationship for, I, I think it was like a year or something. It was what I was told that I'd been lying. 
Oh, okay. So you really weren't lying. Like, it was just something somebody was telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wasn't really lying, but I was being told that I'm, I'm a, you're just a liar. You're just a liar. You lie about everything. You lie, you lie, you lie. And there's like this point where, I mean, I knew that I wasn't, yes, I had lied about a couple things, but as far as being like this big liar, I was just thinking, I've not lied. And I, in my head, I'm trying to think, well, maybe I did. Like, what all have I lied about? Let me think of all the things that I might have lied about. Really only could come up with a couple things that I lied about. But it, I really took it to heart because I don't like being called a liar. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't. Oh, that feels awful. I'm just going to be honest. Being called a liar is awful. Especially when you're when it's something you're not lying about. Or you take a lot of, like, that's something you really value about yourself. Right. Take a lot of pride in being honest. Yeah. So what <laughs> I started thinking a lot, and this was about a year or so ago when I was thinking about, am I a liar? I thought, okay, yep. Yep. I'm a liar. And then I literally, I started like writing down all the things that I could remember lying about because I was trying to figure out. In the instances that I lie, that I have lied, why did I do it? Because like with you, I really can't think of one single thing that I've ever lied to you about. And then comparing that to my list of things that I have lied about and who I was with or who I lied to, there was a couple of themes that I saw. And one of them was that I feel safe. Mm-hmm. Talking to you about things, not just like physically safe, but emotionally safe. And that if I did lie or if I was thinking about lying to you, I could talk to you about it and we could figure it out. Like yeah. I could even come and say, Hey, this happened. I thought about lying and not telling you about it. <laughs> you say that sometimes. Yeah, I do. But at the end of the day, I usually tell you what I'm considering not telling you. Mm -hmm. But for me, the reason that I lied in all of the instances that I had on my paper was really two reasons. One, I was ashamed of myself. Like I was really like I had not accepted my bad behavior or F up, whatever. Like I was to a point where I just had not owned it yet. Like I couldn't believe I thought that or did that or whatever. And I just wasn't ready to be honest, not even with myself about it. So it was shame. And then the second part was like what you were saying, that I didn't want to hurt someone else. Oh, that's me. 10 out of 10. I think about like the little small lies, though, that we tell on a daily basis. Like, hey, how are you doing? I'm doing good. See, I don't lie about that. Oh, I definitely do. For instance, like, let's say that I'm sad or, you know, I'm just... Not with it. I will literally come in here and fake it all the way up. Like, yep, everything's great. I Uh -uh. love my life. Not me. No, that is definitely me. Now, if I'm pissed off, that's different. I think everyone could tell I'm pissed off. But if I'm like sad or really in my head about something, I really just fake it till I make it, which is awful. But I also don't, I don't like letting people in that inner circle and being vulnerable about those things. Okay, but here's here's something. I don't consider that to be a lie. But it is. That's what I learned today. Yeah, according to Sissy and Glennon, I'm sure they had some research, but is it really a lie? Yeah, and we tell our kids to lie all the time, too. 
Like if they're eating dinner at somebody else's house and they say, I don't like this. This is disgusting. We look at our children and be like, be nice. Say it's delicious. Okay. So (laughs) saying it's delicious and thinking it's disgusting, that would be a lie. But why can't we say be polite? That's not nice. Oakland does it to me. Oakland does it to me. If I'm cooking or whatever, this is disgusting. And I'm just like, I'm going to make you think disgusting. Or like, think about Mamie. Like Mamie's super honest and whatever she thinks. Yeah. She's not going (laughs) to protect your feelings at all. But I think sometimes we do. We like try to make our kids be polite. And while we're trying to make them polite, we go to the far extreme and try to groom them into telling a little white lie. (laughs) Well, and I also think more than that, we... We just do it in front of them. Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking of, too. Like, I watched this TikTok and I've been following this page about narcissistic mothers because, I don't know, I'm just really into narcissists nowadays (laughs) in my therapy work. Love it. it. It's been great. Anyways, like, this guy was talking about how, let's say you are my child. And at home, I was just like... You really annoy me. You always get on my nerves, blah, blah, blah. But then if I took you out in public and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, like, I love my kid. Mm-hmm. And I was like patting and doing all the things. The mixed message that that sends for a child and like how you can't trust people mm-hmm. because they're liars. Like mm-hmm. you're sitting here telling your friend Karen that I'm the best thing ever. But when we go home, I'm going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. When we go home, you're going to go ape shit nuts and have anxiety and mm-hmm. be pissed off at me and all the things. And I'm not saying that a kid consciously thinks that, but our kids are paying attention. Our kids are paying attention to how we show up around other people. And if our hidden life matches our public life. Right. I, oh, I totally, I totally believe that because think about how many adults, like how many people that we personally interact with that have issues with their parents because of that right there. Yeah. You know, like, well, in public, my mom is this way, but at home, my mom is this way. And it's not congruent. And it also causes, you know, I'm not saying that this is all parents or all children, or this is not a blanket statement whatsoever. But for a lot of anxious children, that is part of where that anxiety comes from is not knowing which version of that parent that they're going to get at any given moment. Also, you know, like having to put on this show. In front of certain people to please a parent. And then knowing that when they get home, that's not how anyone behaves. Listen, since I've had my child, I can say this without a doubt 100%. My biggest pet peeve as a parent. Are you tired of running to the lobby to see if your next appointment has arrived? Would you like a more discreet, stress-free way for your clients to check in? Take a deep breath. The Receptionist for iPad empowers your practice to create a zen-like check-in experience. This episode is sponsored by The Receptionist for iPad. It's the highest rated digital check-in software for therapy and behavioral health offices used by thousands of practitioners across the country. The Receptionist for iPad is a simple, inexpensive way to allow your clients to discreetly check in, to notify providers of a patient's arrival, and to ensure your front lobby is stress-free. The software sends an immediate notification to the therapist when a client checks in and can even ask if any patient information has changed since their last visit. Start a 14-day free trial of The Receptionist for iPad by going to thereceptionist.com 
slash besties. And when you do, you'll also get your first month free when you sign up. I guess it has to do with lying, but really it's like just putting on this damn show that I can't stand. Like, you better treat my kid the same. The same. <laughs> treat yeah. them the same in a house with you. Treat them the same at a birthday party. Treat them the same out in public. Don't dope my kid around and act like they're the best human ever and you love them so much if you're not showing up in the other areas. Mm-hmm. Forget it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hundred percent. I mean, one person in my family tried to do that with one of my kids and hadn't seen my freaking kid in almost a year. Saw him, posted 800 pictures on Facebook about how wonderful they were and made it try to seem like they had this greatest relationship when they don't even know what my kid's favorite color is. Well, and it's sending a mixed message to our kids that people aren't trustworthy. People lie. People, you know, can wear masks and appear one way, but show up another. Mm-hmm. And that they're not dependable. No. I think it also teaches them which adults are safe. And safety means a couple different things. Like safety, meaning that, you know, at the end of the day, if you need your parent, they're going to be there. Okay. that That's one kind of foundational type of safety that we need. And then, you know, most adults could say, based on certain situations, which parent they would call and which parent would be the same no matter what. So think about this. So we got like lying, honesty, safety, and with safety, I'm thinking vulnerability. Mm -hmm. But like if somebody is unsafe, you're probably going to lie or they're probably lying to you. Like there's there's somewhere in there. There's little lies, big lies, omitting the truth, something. In yeah. That relationship. Yep. But without honesty, there really is no safety. And without safety, there is no vulnerability. Or which way does that go? No, Somewhere I think that's how it goes. Because, I mean, I'm just looking at our whiteboard and thinking about, I don't know, like if somebody's lying to you or you're lying to somebody else, the vulnerability piece ain't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's almost the opposite of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think of lying, I think of intent. And motivation and like, what's what's the purpose? What are you trying to gain from that lie? Are you trying to escape some form of punishment? Are you trying to gain some kind of credibility? Either way, it's not safe. And I think it makes us question, like, are they going to do what they say they're going to do? I experienced that when I was a kid. I've talked about that before with my dad. And part of it, I think people that have ADHD, undiagnosed, untreated ADHD, have a harder time. So, like, he would, man, he used to drive me absolutely freaking crazy because he would say, we'll see, we'll see. And I'm just thinking, no, I know that if you say we'll see, that means no. But you're just telling me that, so I'll shut up. But he was really bad for telling me he was going to do something and not doing it. So my mom would try really hard to overcompensate for that. And so she became like hyper dependable because she saw how that type of dynamic affected me. And so she kind of became the one that was like 100 percent. If you do, if you say you're going to do something, you better do it. And that's kind of where I get that from. And it's super important to me. But for our children, I think sometimes we forget that the lying, the the facade they're watching. They're watching all of that and they're absorbing all of that. And they're watching you, how you interact with other people. They're listening. I'm thinking about Lennon. Like 
listening to conversations that you're having to see if you're telling the truth. Like she's my little fact finder. If I tell one story with a wrong detail, she's going to make sure everybody knows about it. Well, and I think too, sometimes parents lie to cover, they put blame on their children, the shame, the blame mm-hmm. of like, you're the one who's lying. What? Where did you come up with that? Uh-huh. And just the tone of voice can cause a child to question their own truth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I see people do that all the time. And the kid will get so nervous. And all the while, the parent's the one that's lying, but they're projecting it onto their kid. But think about this for a second. I don't remember what this is called. But I remember there was all this research or whatnot done whenever I was teaching second grade. And I'm sure it's been done plenty of years before. But what is that whole theory about, let's just say you're teaching a second grade classroom and you tell all the kids that the whiteboard, the dry erase board is pink. Obviously, it's white, Mm -hmm. but you tell them all it's pink and you ask them what color it is. And almost all of them say white, except for maybe two. Two people say it's pink. And then, so you're reinforcing that. Yeah, it's pink, isn't it? Yeah, you think it's pink? Here comes another one that now thinks it's pink. And another one, and another one, until you get all the way down to that last kid who is now questioning their own reality. And think about how much anxiety, how much doubt that that kid is now wrestling with because what they're seeing and everything that they know in their body, in their mind, in their senses is telling them that that is white, but everyone around them is now thinking that it's pink. Well, think about that in terms of, I'm thinking of like younger kids and like some adults that I have and I do therapy with. If they were considered the bad kid in school, right? Let's say in first grade, they just, their parents were getting a divorce. They really had a hard time listening. And, you know, maybe they found themselves in this like lying trap or maybe the parent was blaming them for lying. So they go to school and they show up like as this kid that would be considered the bad kid. Then the teacher all year long labels them the bad kid. And then everyone around them starts believing mm-hmm. that they're the bad kid. Mm-hmm. Who starts to believe that they're the bad kid? Yeah. It's like that glass ceiling effect. Yeah. You know? And so if you are constantly looking at your kid and you're telling them you're a liar based on your own lies as a parent, they are going to be a liar. Mm-hmm. Because where has telling them the truth gotten them? Nowhere. They've never been heard. They've never been validated. Mm-hmm. The end. Well, this is a little bit off topic, but when Lennon was little, God, she lied constantly. <laughs> I was just like, I remember thinking, you're a compulsive liar and you're two. So this is not good. I mean, this it caused all kinds of problems. <laughs> like she told us that her preschool teacher hit her with a hammer, <laughs> um, like very detailed lies, like very descriptive lies. And it wasn't till she got just a little bit older and doing some research and consulting with a child psychiatrist that I learned that her ADHD causes, I mean, ADHD causes lying. And for a lot of different reasons, mostly it's just looking for that, that rush. And so, you know, the seeking out that adrenaline and serotonin and all of those juices. And so a lot of people who maybe have ADHD and don't realize it or haven't realized it or grew up untreated, you know, they may be more prone to embellishment or lying or whatever, and then passing that along 
to their children. Mm-hmm. Think about this as well when we're talking about lying. I get people like this all the time, and I love people's honesty about it. Like, if they ran five miles, they're going to tell you they ran seven. Mm-hmm. Just for the, the image of it. Yeah, 20% better. Yeah, <laughs> 20% better. Uh-huh. And I don't remember if on the podcast they said this or not. I think so. Men typically do that more, far more than women. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's an ego thing, too. Well, and think about culture and, like, how we raise men. Mm-hmm. We raise them to be believe that they have to be superior. So what makes them superior? Doing better than they can actually do. Yeah. Well, and back to just the whole lying versus the truth thing and what you were saying about how you come in and tell everyone how wonderful your day is and your life is just perfect and do-do-do-do-do. I don't lie about that often. I mean, maybe every now and then. But I also think that we always don't owe people honesty either. No. Because here's the here's how I see it. If people are just asking you, how's your day? Do they really want to know if your day is awful? Or if you got in a fight with your mom that morning or found out that so-and-so was doing something behind so-and-so's back and like, do they really want to know? Or are they just trying to be polite? I think they're just being polite. Another thing that I was thinking about is just, no, I, I don't think we owe everyone honesty. But there are people in my life I don't want to be honest with. Because mm-hmm. I think I think in a lot of ways, honesty is a, like, you have to earn that from me. It's not that I'm going to... Well, I'm not going to be vulnerable with somebody if they can use it against me. Exactly. I'm not going to downright lie and say, oh, you know, like, we just went on a trip to Europe. It was the best ever. <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to say that. Like, that's a full on big lie. But I'm also not just going to tell people and share intimate details about my personal life or things inside my personal bubble if I know or maybe I assume that I can't trust them. Mm -hmm. You hear me say a lot, that's none of their business. You know, people will ask you a question. You don't have to lie, but you also don't have to tell them. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you going here? Or why are you going and doing that? That's really only a few people's business. And I think that can trigger, too. Like, it's kind of like if we're psychoanalyzing my life. In the previous podcast, I talked about, like, omitting the truth and wanting to escape and leave and all of those things. But then you put that into, like, when people start to question me and just, like, shooting off the whole truth. I do that because I don't want people to think I'm lying. If you ask me five questions, let's say, I'm going to go back to this. I went to the store to go shopping. (laughs) You asked me five questions um, and said, well, how was shopping? Good. Well, what did you buy? Uh, And you know me and my brain. I'm like, really got to think hard about that one. (laughs) So then I tell you and be like, well, who'd you see or why were you there so long? Then I might not have seen anybody. But at that point, I'm dying inside. I'm thinking like, was this person following me? Like, what has happened? Do they feel like I'm lying to them? So I just spit it all out. Whatever, whatever is harbored in my brain. And that might be like something that comes from when I was younger, because if my mom or my brother would ask me a lot of questions, I would really get pissed off. Mm -hmm. Like it would make me so nervous because I'm like, why are these people asking me questions? I'm not lying. I'm not lying. I didn't do anything bad. I didn't see anybody there that is a threat. Do you ever notice that in me? (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, where have you been for the last two years? I don't know, man. That was just a big old rant, but... No, like, it was almost like 
you had PTSD, like you would come home and, and almost offer up your receipts of here. I, I went to TJ Maxx and here's my receipt. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, what have you experienced? Because who does that? I, I mean, I, I I was with one person one time and he would check. He checked the timestamps on my receipts. Red flag. Uh-huh. He checked the stuff I bought. The if I ordered food, like did I order enough just for me, or was was there more? So, oh my god! So I totally, you don't really do that much anymore. But I don't ask you any questions. No, and it feels so nice because it's not even that I'm hiding anything. I just I hate like over explaining myself. Well, I you're also it. not very good at I'm it. I'm terrible at <laughs> it. I mean, I couldn't tell you if when I walked in the store, I saw five people or I saw ten. I cannot tell you because I'm in my own little world. No. I think we had more problems with that earlier on whenever you weren't telling me like the full version of things. And yeah, so it always it sounded like you were lying because like you were trying to only tell little pieces. And so then when I would ask questions to try to understand what you were talking about, you would try to explain it but you would get frustrated and then you would come out looking like you were lying yeah because i just start spitting stuff out and you would get so defensive and anxious Mm -hmm. and i'm just like what but it wasn't coming from a place of i'm lying it was coming from a place of this is making me seriously anxious the first two times i'm going to answer your question pretty simply but then i'm just going to spew it out at you like a damn water hose and hope to god that you're fine with whatever i spit out of my mouth Yeah, and I just remember I couldn't understand why you would get so upset. Like, you would get yourself in such a frazzled tizzy over in my head was nothing. I'm just making conversation. Well, and at that point in my head, I'm thinking, so you already noticed that I'm being anxious and, like, is there potentially something she's lying about here? Or, like, you think I know something and I'm just trying to catch you in a lie? Yeah, something something like that. Mm-hmm. By that time, I'm thinking, I'm really, like, on the inside, I'm screaming to myself, Kelsey, you're being honest, but you're making yourself look like you're not. Uh-huh. So you need to, like, compensate here. How do you compensate? And so then I'm, like, going through my head, like, how do I compensate this? How do I make (laughs) myself believable? Because at this point, my face is red, my hands are shaking, inside I'm, like, super, I'm, like, getting pissed off, but I'm sad at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. Maybe I need to do EMDR over that. Maybe. And, you know, I found myself the other day in in a situation that was uncomfortable. (laughs) I was trying to remain very outwardly calm because there was a lot of people around. It was definitely a triggering situation, but it was almost like it was kind of cool because everything that I've been working on for myself over the last two years, going on three years, it almost just came out on its own and I didn't even have to do a whole lot of work to retrieve it. But there was like one instance in this brief little conversation, argument, whatever, where This person asked something or said something of me. I don't even remember what it was exactly. And I just said, I don't owe you any explanation for anything anymore. The end. That was it. They walked off. And being able to say that in just a very calm, like I really meant it. Like, hey, I hear what you're 
saying here, and I get it that you want to know, but I don't think you want to know for any genuine reason. And so I'm not going to answer that. Mm-hmm. How did that make you feel? I felt really good. I mean, I was annoyed, but just thinking like, I'm actually now in a position where I can say those things and it, it ends the conversation. It's freeing yourself. Yeah, it's like cutting those strings. Mm -hmm. And it felt really good. And I really meant it. Now, if this would have been a question, I was in a terrible mood that day. So that was part of like, if this would have been a genuine question or whatever that this person really needed to know that I felt like they would help them or whatever. Yeah, I might have answered, but it wasn't like, I think I could look anyone in the face and calmly say, I don't really feel like. I have to answer that for you. I like that response. Yeah. And that just goes back to lies in a lot of ways, because in that relationship, there was a lot of lies. Mm -hmm. And so, like, having that boundary, that way people can't be in your personal space in that way anymore. Yeah. Well, and and I do want to say that, speaking of, like, you mentioned hypervigilance earlier, the relationship that I was in before my last one, I lied. I lied all the time about everything, <laughs> like for no reason, just stupid shit. And and I, I think part of it, I lied differently. Where I was talking about earlier, I lied because of shame and didn't really want to hurt someone. But in that situation, I was just defiant. Like I was young and I would get mad and I'd be like, I don't have to tell you what I'm doing. So I'm just going to make something up. Absolutely <laughs> stupid. Nobody deserves that and like whatever. I mean, it it went two ways. And so I think I went out, came out of that relationship and into the next one where I was just like, I'm not lying about anything because I don't like how it makes me feel and I don't like the drama and I don't like any of it. So I'm just going to tell everybody just the way it is. Oh, my gosh. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of back to that. It feels good just to not have to tell lies. And so if someone asks me how I'm doing. And I'm not doing well. I'm just like, well, you know, doing the best I can. Something like that. Just try <laughs> to like divert that. That's my favorite response. What? Like when I walk up front and I'm like, hey, how's everyone doing? And they're like, uh, and I'm like, okay, I'm going back to work. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sit there and wait on them to tell you that they're doing amazing. It depends. <laughs> you sit there and stare. I thought you were doing good. You were doing good two hours ago. What happened? What changed? I don't try to ask because then uh, yeah. I have talked to me on my forehead. No, you have talked to you on your lips because you ask all the questions. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, I do. So if you ask, be careful because they might tell you. Well, maybe instead of asking, like, how are you doing? Maybe we should just be like, I hope you're having a good day. Mm-hmm. I do think that just society in general has to be more careful about their expectations around lying and around around honesty and like how we provoke it. Well, because if we walked around saying, actually, I'm really depressed today and I'm miserable. Yeah. People would look at you like you were insane. Mm -hmm. I'm getting ready to ask you if you want to go to Lowe's after we get done with this podcast. Uh (laughs) Short story. Back before I stopped having any form of a relationship with my estranged sister, we would go places and I'm pretty sure it was Lowe's, but 
always dreaded going with her. I hated it. And sometimes I would even like make up an excuse before we got to the register as to why I couldn't stand at the register or like I would go on out to the car or I would pull the car around or just whatever I could to get out of that whole scenario. You know why? Hmm. The checkout people would say, did you find everything you were looking for today? Well, she took that literal and she would let them know that, no, she did not find everything she was looking for and all of the things she was looking for that she did not find or that they did not have in the correct size or color or brand or whatever. And she would tell them off every time. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed. Um, I don't know. I had a really good thought and I, I lost it. Do you want me to talk about something random and see if it comes back? How about hot dogs? I've really been craving the Nashville hot dogs. We go from lying versus honesty to hot dogs. But they're really good. Outside of the Angry Beaver, if you want a good hot dog, go right outside the Angry Beaver in Nashville. Nashville, And you will have the best hot dog experience You can ride a bull, you can Mm -hmm. karaoke, and then you can eat a nice hot dog. Yep. So I just so happened to spill my hot dog mustard down my leg when we let's not go there (laughs) we're being honest right yeah okay i can't tell you about the mustard because kelsey will not let me maybe if we get six more reviews we'll tell you the full story oh so if you're listening and you write a review and we get six total kelsey will let me tell you about my angry beaver hot dog and mustard experience yeah okay listen if we get 10 i'll post the video video? riding the bull (laughs) please don't we'll post it Ten reviews. Okay. So the takeaway from this lying versus honesty is what? Glennon, Abby, you are smart, Abby. Go ahead. Do you want to give Glennon an affirmation? Glennon, I just love you. She does. I really do. We could trade. That's fine. (laughs) You ass. I'm just kidding. I'm keeping you around. Oh, my God. No, the takeaway is we enjoyed the podcast episode of We Can Do Hard Things. And the everyone lies. I think it's cool just to like sit back and think about some of the lies that you've created, like to fit in more socially, make mm-hmm. yourself more socially acceptable. And also the lies that as, uh, as a culture, we believe. Mm-hmm. Like working more will make you more successful. Mm-hmm. You know, gosh, we could do a whole episode on like lies that we believe Not lies that we tell, but lies that we believe. Ooh, I like that. Okay. See you next time. If you're enjoying our podcast and would like to hear more from us, leave us a review wherever you get your podcast so we can keep making great content. Talk to you later, besties.